2: Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Happy Top Shelf Tuesday. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Terabasi. I got to change my YouTube photo. It's very business It's very
1: professional.
2: Yeah, we can't have that professionalism <laughs> this is, here. That's like from the four months of my life where I had a job where I had to dress like an adult. As, that is, that it's was short lived. LinkedIn written all over it. <laughs> Thank God that's over. Uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. If you're with us on the YouTube page, make sure you smash that like button. If you're listening on the audio podcast, make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcasts Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, Podomatic, Pod. PodcastMachine.org. Podmachine.org pod <laughs> is the one I invented last week. Whatever it is, hit that subscribe button on all the CHGO Blackhawks podcasts. And, of course, those five-star Apple reviews. I saw some people left us some five-star reviews yesterday. Nice. So thank you for doing that. That's very, very helpful. We've got to fix the people that were mad when the show switched over. Uh, oh. we got to, we got to gain some momentum back.
0: I would like to, <laughs> All right. like... Imagine that a lot of those people that were so yeah when the switch are now like oh okay I'm cool with this like, yeah I listen cool. every day yeah I know for a fact there's a few that have come back and been like yeah it was kind of a douche and I shouldn't <laughs> have said those
2: things but, it was uh, a lot it was a lot to take in in a I very short it. amount of time and yes well, look um, you,
1: you hopped on the ride and here we are yeah exactly yeah, it's a
2: good example of what's to come so today for Top Shelf Tuesday as we saw si- if you were with us yesterday and we hope you were we ended the show and said we'll be back Tuesday and we're going to talk about we're not sure yet. So <laughs> we had a little meeting via Slack this morning, and here's what we're going to do today. Blackhawks prospects we were wrong and right about over the course of our fandom. That's kind of fun, right? We can look back at some, some fun names from the past and say, boy, I really thought that this guy was going to be great or this guy was going to suck, and I was wrong. Um, so that's going to be fun. We got a little bit of news, though, this morning. Uh, I know I think you've got the tweet open, Mario, from Nick Olchek. Yeah. Uh, we knew Nick was not going to be back with the Blackhawks. That was uh, pretty clear. But today uh, made it official with a little statement Yeah, the, he just uh, did a
1: little uh, little goodbye here from uh, from Nick Olchek. It says, to the city of Chicago, the Chicago Blackhawks, Chicago media members, and the incredible Blackhawks fans, thank you from the bottom of my heart for your love, support, and compassion over the years. Chicago will always be my home. Art emoji. On to the next step in the journey. Microphone emoji. Emoji. And it's a picture of him looking dapper as always. As, as you see, always. It, you there's see it on no, the screen here. There's no here.
0: picture of him where he doesn't look dapper. Absolutely. Seriously. Like he's absolutely.
1: He's, and uh, yeah, so you know, I, I think you can kind of. Put a couple puzzle pieces together to kind of figure out where Nick's yeah, next just, uh, just look up the Seattle next adventure might be.
0: Seattle Kraken employee directory. <laughs> Scroll down <laughs> to the to o, o section. <laughs> You'll see like four or five <laughs> Olcheks, and he's like the only one that is not employed there. So if yeah, yeah. if there was a where does Nick Olchek land next? Bet on the points bet yeah. app, I guarantee you, be, Seattle yes. bracket it will be the very overwhelming high, favorite.
1: Very high odds yes, on that but one. But.
0: In all seriousness, best of luck to Nick. Great, yeah. great guy. He is a, a rising star in the broadcasting business. There's no doubt about that. Great, just a, I can call him a kid because he's way younger than I am. And <laughs> seriously though, like when Mario, the first day you and I went to a Hawks practice after mm-hmm. CHL launch, he was the first guy to come over to us and welcome us onto the beat and just, he's always been accessible. Uh, And and the kid puts in the work. He's not leaning on the fact that he's Ed Ed Olchek's kid. Like he went down and and was behind the scenes at TNT during the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs, Mm -hmm. cutting highlights. And doing the production work, 15, 16 sixteen-hour days for the entire Stanley Cup run. He was
1: he did production for NBC Chicago. Yep. He was doing broadcasting for the Indy Fuel and the ECHL. Like he is definitely he's putting uh, put in, his in work. Yeah. a lot of hours, a lot of work, in some you know not uh, not so glamorous positions, and he's he's earned a lot. He's he's earned a lot uh, in in the broadcasting world, and I think uh, wherever his next. Uh, Venture lands him. I think he's going to knock it out of the park. So yeah, yeah good good luck to him. Always appreciated uh, the conversations that we had, and hope to have uh, have some more down the down the road.
0: Yeah, for sure. He's going to be great yeah. at whatever he does. Easy to an, an easy guy to cheer for and, and be happy for his success. And hopefully, if he does end up with the Kraken or somewhere in the NHL, we can uh, have him on the show to kind of preview whatever team he's working for. Sure, I'm sure Why he'll not? do it.
2: That would be great. And I think uh, there was some speculation that part of why. um, Well, maybe not why Eddie chose to not come back to Chicago, but I think there was a a desire for Eddie and Nick to have maybe for Nick to have a more permanent role with the Hawks than he was being offered. And that may have played a role as well. Uh, Eddie is the kind of guy and this is just, you know, I don't want to go in and and say this is like 100 percent. Confirm, but I've heard this from a few places that Eddie was sort of hoping that there'd be more for Nick here Um, considering the work he's put in considering how good of a job he does considering Eddie's position with the team and the Hawks frankly like just don't have a they don't have a full-time spot for him they do now (laughs) but they (laughs) didn't you know yeah and I think that that may have played a little bit of a role too so who knows but uh, look I happy for Nick like you guys said couldn't have been nicer couldn't have been more welcoming uh did everything he could to come in and and make us all feel welcome uh and when the edio stuff went down you know reached out and said hey you know hope everything's good with you guys it sucks has happened it's just he's been great and i hope whatever happens for him uh is something that he can be well established in for a long time right a job he can keep for a while and Mm -hmm. That, man, if he, if he lands at the Kraken, that is one hell of a broadcast team. They have a great
1: broadcast yeah, team.
0: It is. I mean, you got uh,
2: Forslund, Forslund and John Olchek. Forslund, and Olchek, and JT Brown. Brown. Um, I'm not the biggest yeah. Forslund guy on play-by-play. I think he's pretty this good. This is a taste thing. Yeah. He's not my favorite. But he's I, he's good. Him I just, and
0: Olchek together, they'll, yeah, they'll, be, they'll be really yeah, good.
1: That's be, almost like a national broadcast Pretty team. much. I mean, they'll
0: probably <laughs> be missing. I wonder who their, B, their JV team Broadcast maybe that's where Nick slides in because both of those guys are going to be missing some cracking yeah, games along the right. way because they both do national games. Right, so maybe they they get the, the they slide Nick in and don't tell anybody it's Nick and then half of Seattle won't, <laughs> won't even I know
1: don't even that know. It's, they'll
2: think it's Eddie because
1: on the screen. Oh, it's Nick! I
2: remember the first time I heard Nick on a radio, and I was I'm like, is this this is that? I thought Eddie was somebody I thought somebody was doing an Eddie impression. It is uncanny, <laughs> it is. and not just like. In the tone of their voice, but the inflection, the way they speak, the even like the words they use, yeah, it's so similar. It's 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 almost weird. It's almost (laughs) creepy how close they are in in the way they speak. Like I'm around my parents a lot, but I don't speak like my parents. (laughs) Eddie and Nick broadcast almost identically, yeah, which says a lot for how good Nick is at such a young age. Oh yeah, because Eddie is, everyone agrees, the best analyst in the business, and. For Nick to be able to, to fool people for a while <laughs> into thinking he's his father is great. So, yeah, uh, whatever happens, Nick, we're happy for you. And uh, stay in touch with us, man, because we loved, we loved uh, being around you for the short time we were. And uh, I'm sure it's going to be the crack and I'm sure it's going to be great. It just is another reminder of we still don't know who the Hawks are going to have. And the season starts relatively soon. Yeah. I want to figure this Two out months. quickly. Yeah.
1: Uh, though i i have i have no uh no reason to doubt that they won't find someone they won't have some decent plan uh, of of filling the uh, the shoes of Eddie Olchek but um speaking of which happy birthday to Eddie Olchek it is Eddie's birthday 56 Eddie's birthday. today um yeah i i have no doubt that they're going to they're going to find someone that will be a uh, uh a decent replacement uh whether it's you know the rumored Patrick Sharp or a split of Patrick Sharp and Troy Murray. I just hope they don't go with a carousel of broad, of, of, of people. Get somebody for your Some, eight, two games. W- one or two people is fine. One person ideally would be great. Um, but they'll. I, I, I have faith that they'll figure it out with someone that that people will be able to, uh, you know, enjoy their their abilities.
0: Splitting splitting the booth between Sharp and Murray then causes chaos in two booths. Right. I mean, I don't know yeah. how important or how popular the radio broadcast is these days. I mean, it's I mean, I know it's what goes on the streaming services. And I mean, I love the radio broadcast. Yeah. I mean, I'm of the age where I remember I only were able to listen to half the games on the radio. And it became, you know, that's how you lit, knew what the Hawks were doing by listening on the radio when they were at home. So uh, just pick a guy for or, or a woman. Pick a person Whoever. for yep. 82 games and stick with it and let, let it work uh, organically between the new color person and Chris Foster's. That's all I ask. I yeah. don't, at this point, I don't care who it is. It's short <laughs> notice. You know, you're probably not going to be able to get the you know, s- supposed cream of the crop or the best analyst out there because of just the timing of everything.
2: But just pick somebody for 82 games. In an ideal world... I would like to see Bosters with whoever they hire as the color guy and Colby Cohen between the glass, Kaylee Chelios in studio with Charlie and Pat. That's it. That's how it should be. Every game, it can be that. Right? That would be
1: fine. I would be fine with that. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Maybe maybe tweak that studio a
0: little bit, but that's my uh, personal preference.
2: Hmm. (laughs) Let the mind wander on that one. Uh, I got some stories. Anyway, Charlie, we love you.
0: Yes, Charlie, you're cool. Big
2: great Smile guy. and wave. Um, all right, let's get into our Top Shelf Tuesday topic, shall we? All yeah. right. Prospects we were right and or wrong about.
1: Hey, that Korchinski guy. <laughs> I think he's going to be a bust.
2: So I'm going to start because my uh, mine know. is very bad. Uh, my, my, I've talked about this before. Uh, in the 2002 NHL draft, with the first-round pick, 21st overall, doom, 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 the Blackhawks doom, selected doom, doom, uh, doom, doom, Russian doom. defenseman Anton Babchuk. Okay? Yeah. Next year, in the second round, in the 54th overall pick, the Blackhawks selected Mi- Michigan State defenseman Duncan Keith. <laughs> I was very convinced that Anton Babchuk was, like, the next Darian Hatcher, was the next uh, whatever great uh, defenseman with a booming shot from the point, and all those things that you hear about in the scouting reports. And um, it's funny, like, when you watch draft coverage, like, this guy really compares to Wayne Gretzky because he's a good <laughs> passer. Like, Babchuck was so... Oh, my God. Th- that draft pick, it was so oversold. It was so oversold, like they all are. But everybody had... I was a true believer in Anton Babchuk, And then I saw Duncan Keith, and I'm like, this little dude is going to play defense yeah. in the NHL he's tiny he's a he's a pimple farmer look at this kid he's he's wee there's nothing yeah. to him i was wrong about duncan keith like those first two seasons like this
0: guy can't play in the nhl yeah
2: and we heard and again like the overselling of prospects you heard about like the uh, the unmatched uh, oxygen capacity of duncan keith and all these things <laughs> and you kind of chuckle those away but it turned out to be true that that dude could log, you know, 30 oh, yeah. minutes a night with very little issue. But that, to me, that is my biggest, I would argue with my friend, Wendy, about the two of them specifically. And I'd say, I will take Anton Babchuk's career over Duncan Keith's uh, 10 times out of 10. Hey, There's it, no way Keith is going to be better. Let it play out. Second round pick. So <laughs> Babchuk, uh, for the record... uh 289 games, 36 goals, 71 assists, 107 points. Duncan Keith, (laughs) 1,256 games, 106 assists, 540 – I'm sorry, 106 goals – 540 assists. So Keith had a slightly better career. Three
0: Stanley Cups, two Norris trophies. Yeah, yeah. Conn Smythe. Smythe yeah. I was Bartridge a little wrong tree. about the that. The results one. were slightly better for Duncan Keith.
2: By the way, I made a typo. That was the same exact draft. Yes, 2002. Yeah. 2002. 2002.
0: Actually a pretty decent draft considering the Hawks. When you go when you scroll through the Hawks draft history, drafting like garbage it was not exclusive to he who shall mm. not be named. Mm-hmm. Like they have they they you go through some of these drafts and you're like None of these guys ever yeah. amounted to anything. Like complete waste of draft class. Two thousand two. That was Mike Smith. We mentioned Babchuk, eh. Duncan Keith, second round. All yeah, famer. pretty good. Uh, but you look do- deeper down. You had James Wisniewski in the fifth round, who turned out to be a decent player. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. he was. He was a contributor for the Hawks. Played over five hundred NHL games. Ninth round. They don't even have a ninth round anymore. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. But you got Adam Birch, who was a contributor to that first team, and then fourth round. You drafted a center named Matt Ellison who may have only played 43 NHL games, but he's a important guy in Blackhawks history because that is who we fleeced the Philadelphia Flyers for for Patrick Sharp. Wasn't that one for How one? One that. for one. Matt Ellison straight
1: up for Patrick Sharp. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> oh boy.
2: That is uh Flyers
1: history could have been a lot different.
2: That that could be like there's a lot of one-sided trades in NHL history. But I wonder if you could like analytically go back and look and say, what is the most lopsided trade in Mm. history? That that might be.
1: That's got to be a big one. As far as
2: total games played,
1: impact, like, yeah. That's gotta be one of the whoever whoever's good with, with graphs and charts out there, it ain't me. Do that uh Matt Allison yeah, sh- Patrick Sharp trade just get a heat map up give on us Twitter a, so I can look at the pretty colors. Give us stuff with colors and
2: and yeah, I'm to see
0: and colors and not know what the stuff. heck I'm looking at, but at least
1: entertain me with colors. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> Patrick Sharp, six hundred and twenty points in nine hundred and thirty nine games.
0: Yeah. Wow That was Oof. a pretty good um maybe I'll Decent. do some Three research one of these days to see some of those worst best Lopsided trades. I mean, in Blackhawks history, in, in that's Black got to be the yeah. most lopsided. Oh yeah, for favorable. sure. Favorable. There were a few that went the other way that were pretty. Yeah, mousy. like <laughs> people like
2: are still mad about Panarin for sod but at least sod came and was good. Like he was, he was he Brandon sod right. It wasn't was lopsided. Yeah. yeah, it was
3: uneven.
0: Yeah. It wasn't lopsided. Right, but but you when you look at it though, it didn't work out that great for the. Blue Jackets either yeah they won the playoff Series against Tampa with Panarin but then he left And they got nothing for him so They had two yeah. good years of Panarin And then nothing to show for it yeah. so That's that that probably much evened out At the end of it that neither team Really got what they wanted
1: yeah I just I don't know I think As far as The lopsidedness I think The contributions Panarin would have Brought to the Blackhawks at that point In time probably would Have outweighed what Brandon Saad did, but again, that was the off-season between being swept by the Predators and then being hot garbage in 2017-18. So even with Panarin, what did they do? Did they make the playoffs and get bounced
2: in the first round again? That was
0: the summer the rebuild should have began. Exactly.
2: But here we are. We got a note from Brandon Sakura in the uh, chat here just to jump back on the broadcast thing. Chris Chelio said on the score that if the Hawks asked Chelios, he'd fill in the booth. I've heard him say that, too. Um, but If that, they asked. They so have to ask him. They have to ask him. And
0: he's got an ESPN contract. He's, yeah, he's like
1: one of the studio figures for ESPN, so. Right, right. I don't think they need somebody they, who's also got national duties. Yeah, I mean, that was opposite with
0: Eddie. Right, but. Yeah, but that's, that he was
1: well-established as the Blackhawks yeah, broadcaster. They, Chelios would be coming in new. Basically,
0: and he doesn't have a lot of booth experience. Like Eddie can command the, "Hey, I'm going to miss 20 games," right? And you're like, "That's fine." Chelios,
1: you know, once a week, will be gone. Um, <sighs> yeah, I don't, I, I don't know about Chelios it, as a color commentator. In a he, booth, in a, in, a, in a studio, he's great. He's great on ESPN with, with yeah. Messier and, and Le- Levy. But so it's not enough as a color there. commentator, I, I don't know. Never really seen him do it either. So. Yeah,
0: I don't recall him ever being in a booth for a full game outside of uh, a Cubs game
2: after a few beers before the 7 inning <laughs> stretch. Does that count? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think he's just willing to listen, but we have not right. seen that I mean, surface. I, too, will also fill in. <laughs> yeah, the if the Blackhawks ask me, hey. and I are in the same
0: shoes. If the Blackhawks called and said, will you do it, I, too, to will in. take that job.
1: I yeah. did one Ice Hogs game, and it was an experience.
2: Not bad. I'm we're listening to E.J. Raddick do it during the uh, World Juniors, and it's it's not, not easy. as easy as people think.
0: It's not easy to... No, no. it's not. It's not it's like, that's like the time I've spent in the AHL, and when you're in the AHL press box, you essentially sit right next to the broadcaster. Mm-hmm. Watching Joey Z do hogs games is incredible, because he's essentially by himself, except when he has guests... Uh, Keller analysis like Mario for a game. I think I was actually there that that day. That, that
1: was day. the uh, Anton Forsberg or not Anton Forsberg. Kevin Lankinen um record setting 55 save overtime win. I still have I do, the box I score
0: for that. I do yeah, I do it's remember that one. one? But like just watching yeah, Joey pretty wild. <laughs> pretty much on his own. <laughs> yeah, he's No one is ear telling him what's going on. Uh, he basically like has to call the AHL people on the phone to make sure it works for the streaming yeah. broadcast like he literally sets it all he, up himself and then calls an amazing game knows everybody knows the names just yeah. just, just amazing to watch these. Those, it is it is not easy those to minor broadcast. minor
1: league broadcasters uh, whether it's AHL hockey or you know double A baseball or, or or what have you like that is a that that is a lot more work than just showing up and calling the game. And, oh yeah, uh, no, it's yeah. Ask ask any of them. It's it's basically three jobs in one. Yes, and so uh, after yeah. Josie Z, J- Z, Z is fantastic. You would have
0: to go downstairs and do post game the interviews. Get those clips on YouTube. Write the post game <laughs> article for the website, and then and then know, get
1: ready for the next game. The and next and day and then get
0: on a bus for six hours to be at the next game mm-hmm.
2: in the morning. To yeah, do, pretty uh,
1: crazy. To do the Iowa Wild game. Yeah. yeah.
2: All right, what are your? I already uh, confessed my big misses. What do you? What do you guys um, got? Um,
0: I've got a couple of big misses. I'm gonna go. Um, okay. probably my biggest, the one that I really thought was gonna turn into something, was the 2006 second round, first of two second round picks. After they took Jonathan Taves third, they took second generation Russian player Igor Makarov. Mm-hmm. whose dad, Sergei, uh, 1990 Calder Cup trophy winner with the Calgary Flames, had a couple of really big seasons early on in his career and then kind of uh, faded out. But I was like, man, the pedigree's there. This kid can score. Uh, never played in the NHL. Played one season with Rockford, 2010-2011. Uh, um, only had 24 points. But I, I, still thought he was going to be something. And even when you look at his, his KHL, he never, he's never really, he's played, he played he in played, the KHL, he played a lot in the uh, KHL from twenty eleven up until twenty twenty, but never only scored double digit goals once. So even there, he Yeesh. wasn't a difference maker.
2: Speaking of the Taves draft, aside from Jonathan Taves, oh, that draft what was a- terrible. One garbage NHL <laughs> game played. Yeah. And and it Igor was- Makarov, Simon Dani Pippin, Tony Lagerstrom, Ben Shutron, Joe Palmer, Jan Mikhail, Jutalainen. Sure. Chris Auger and Peter LeBlanc, who played one NHL game. That's it. Well, look at the in the Hot following garbage year, garbage
1: draft.
0: The,
2: the Kane year, they only had
0: ten games from the rest of the that draft class too. Three so from, yes, yeah, Billy yes. Sweat and Dale Talon gets the credit for drafting K's and Taves and Kane, but he had an eleven combined NHL games from the rest of those two draft
2: classes. The two thousand eight entry draft, Kyle Beach zero NHL games. It, reasons we know lots of reasons. Yeah. Sean Lalonde played one. Ben Smith is the only player. Yeah. Two hundred and thirty seven games. Remember, <laughs> all these people that love Dale Talon, go look. Go look. It's not as great as you think it is. Yes, you knock it out of the park with Kane and Taves. It's number three and number one overall. Right. And you, you got you got a little fortunate that the
0: Blues and the Penguins both passed on Jonathan Taves.
2: You uh, had so in the course of
0: oh six, oh seven was his number one pick in two thousand five. Yes. Yuck. Cam Barker
2: drafted third overall in 2004. Yuck! If you take Kane and Taves so out of 06, 07, crowd and crowd 08, combined, 08 combined, you have 12 NHL games played by the other picks made in those drafts
1: in 07 and 08.
2: 06, 07, 08, oh, 07, 08. 12 NHL games in three played. Years. In three years, when you take away Taves and Kane, that's not yeah. good. That's horrible. And you, but I that's mean, again,
0: impossible.
1: Again, horrible,
2: but you drafted. You had two Hall of Famers. Right, you had
0: your fran- You got your franchise yeah. guys back to back. But two. those are the easy picks to make. Absolutely, I good. I mean, but let's well, not completely crap on Dale <laughs> Talon because Stanley two, oh, Cups was 05, 05 was or oh four was that was uh, that was Talon's first draft. Oh four. Yeah.
1: Yeah, O four uh, was I mean, four, outside was,
0: of oh swinging, and missing was, on Cam Barker. That was the B draft. Because 0-4 was uh Ovechkin Malkin one and two, and then Cam Barker three. Quite the drop. But off. he still got Dave Bolin and Brian Bickle in the second round. Um and then Troy Brower was taken in the seventh round, who turned out to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. So there was some Jake Dowell was a guy I was high on that was taken in that draft too. I thought he was gonna be that gritty fourth line guy. Was a really good AHL guy played some
2: NHL games 17 picks made in that draft by the way Yeah But that was the B year Barker, Bolin, Bickle, (laughs) Birdie Brower And wasn't Where was Blunden? Was Blunden the year before that? It might have been the year after It was the year after that Yeah, Michael Blunden Man You know who else I liked? Michael Blunden was playing for the Lightning Up until a couple of years ago Yeah He played a little bit Uh, 127 games um, one guy I thought from that um, 04 draft was going to be good. Petri Contiola. played 12 games with the Hawks, had five assists. Looked decent. It's a good ratio. It's not really. That's uh, not bad for a seventh round pick. And then he just. Another Finnish guy. I love the Finns. J- Jesus. I love the Finns. I can't. I'm going to get you a Finland jersey for Christmas. I have one.
0: I'm going to get you another of course one. You want to bet the name on the back? Uh, is it Rutu?
2: It is. Okay. Ah, it is perfect. a Rutu because ah, there great. was a Rutu that I would not wear. Jeffrey mm. Rutu? <laughs> Johnny. Johnny Rutu.
0: Johnny Rutu, my friends.
2: Uh, no, you may remember his Pudwackian uh, brother, Yarko. Ah, I do, yes, yes. I do, yes. Canucks legend, Yarko Rutu. Hudwackian. Hey, I want to remind everybody, by the way, the best way to support us here at CHGO, download the PointsBet app and use the code CHGO when you sign up. Do it now, and you'll get two risk free bets up to two grand. And with that $50 or more first time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership that gets you access to all of our great web content, our Discord page, and of course, the sweet shirts from the CHGO locker. Pick one out. We've got the size Cease, Dylan Cease design on our uh, uh, page. we got to make one, a new shirt for the fan who taught Tony Luruso how to manage us. Random guy. Random guy who's like, hey, you might want to pinch runner here. Gramps. Unbelievable. I so yeah, we need a shirt s- for that guy. And
0: somehow that team is going to sneak into the playoffs again. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Of course they are. Maybe, maybe we talk about relegation yesterday. Maybe we should just yeah. relegate the AAL Central.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that whole division is bad. I'm done with that. So two grand in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free shirt from the CHGO locker for making a $50 or more first deposited points bet. And remember to use that promo code right over Mario's head, CHGO. When you sign up, it's your home for live in-play betting, and it's going to get better with the NFL season fast approaching. We are with only three preseason games. Thank God. Man, that fourth preseason game was such a slog. Yeah. Bet along with the game as it's going on. New bets pop up all the time. Bet overs, bet unders, bet totals, uh, total yards, interceptions, coin toss. Whatever you want to bet, it's there on points bets. So what are you waiting for? Elevate your live betting game once the game starts. Don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. And if you or somebody you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. If
1: you want to bet, there is a bet for you on PointsBet. Definitely is.
2: Want to tell us about Athletic Greens? Sure. Yeah. When you want to bet on your own My wife was drinking hers yesterday, and she said, new pro tip with Athletic Greens – Mix a little juice in there mm. and use a whisk to stir it. Mm. Perfect. There you go. So there you go. Pro tip. Yeah, I,
1: I, I mix mine with, uh, with some juice as well. Just a personal preference. Uh, my wife uh, likes it over ice. Okay. A little, little fun tip there. Um, yeah, Athletic Greens. If you want to uh, bet on yourself and bet on your uh, immune system and your gut health and boosting your natural energy – Uh, Getting yourself some AG1 from Athletic Greens is the right way to go. Uh, AG1 is a formula designed to boost that gut health, boost that natural energy, and boost your immune system because with AG1 in just one scoop of it, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens, and that will help you start your day right. And if you have different dietary restrictions, whether it's gluten-free, or dairy-free, or if you eat keto, or paleo, or vegan, or um, any of the other uh, dietary uh, food paths out there, with AG1, you're good to go. It's easy to incorporate into your life. It's a small once-a-day habit with big benefits. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health, and to make it even easier, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is go to athleticgreens.com/chgoblackhawks to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional assurance. Again, athleticgreens.com/chgoblackhawks.
0: We have uh, Tom at you know. Made the point Like who did we miss Out by taking Some of these players Well that old 05 draft Where we took Jack Skilly uh, Could have had Anzi Kopitar there mm. Devin Setaguchi mm. Tuka mm. TJ Oshie mm. James Neal nah. uh, The bigger One that hurts The most Is that second round pick Where they took Mike Blunden Or Blundin depending on what region you're from. Uh, (laughs) The very next pick, 44th overall, Paul Stastny went to Mm, the uh, uh, Colorado Avalanche. So
1: you could have had that guy in the second round. Kopitar and Stastny in the same draft would have been very interesting.
0: Yeah, uh, might have changed. You might not have.
1: Uh, yeah, might have changed the Taves draft.
0: Yeah, you might not have gone for Taves. Or imagine having those three guys as your Man. top. Or three. Or there's center. your one, two,
1: three. <laughs> yeah, I
0: mean, the whole that we need six to find Stanley a, Cups. We, the whole, <laughs> the whole we need to find a second line center behind Jonathan Taves narrative never would have existed. No, uh, no. And then that that, 4 draft where they took Cam Barker third overall. Uh, Andrew Ladd went fourth overall, who we ended up Eventually getting, got here. Because Root tube turned into Andrew Ladd. Uh, Blake Wheeler was there. Would have been uh, nice. Here's, oh. a, here's a funny, uh, remember, remember Rusty Ozles of the Panthers? He went seventh overall. So at one point, the Hawks had three of the top seven picks of that <laughs> draft. God, you're right. Um, yeah, that, that 4 draft wasn't great after Ovechkin and Malkin. Not a whole lot there. Corey Schneider went late. Mike Green was a late first-round pick.
2: Uh, Alex Radulov was in that draft. He had a good Here's career. a guy who was supposed to be great. Kyle Chiptura. Oh, yes. There's Remember him? him? That was like... Uh, any year now, he's gonna become that <laughs> great power forward everyone expects him to be, and just never happened. Kind of yep.
0: glad he didn't, because I can never figure out how to correctly spell his name on the first try. So well, I'm
1: okay with you that. Don't have to worry about that now.
0: Um, I want to tell. I want to pat myself on the back here and tell a recent story of a prospect I got kind of sort of right, at least right. for a year. Okay, I had year. it right, <laughs> and then things didn't work out so well. But heading into the 2019 or the yeah the COVID. 56-game year. What was that, 2020-21? Yeah. That was huh? a 21-season. 21 21-season, 21 yeah. Heading into that, when the Blackhawks had three goalies, Malcolm Subban, Colin Delia, and Kevin Lincoln in. Yep. And it was, who's going to be the starter? Malcolm Subban, Colin Delia. Delia, Subban. Delia, Subban. And I went on record as saying, don't be surprised. 20 games into the season, Kevin Lincoln is your starter because I think he's the best out of all three of those guys. And I don't want to say I'm some sort of, like, great hockey experts, goalie scout. I think that was kind of obvious. I'd seen Malcolm Subban, not great. I've seen Colin Delia's inconsistent play at the AHL level. And Kevin Lincoln was coming off a fantastic all-star season season. with the Ice Hogs. So I just thought, technically, he was the best goalie of the three, and he turned to prove me right, and then it all fell apart last year.
1: Yeah, yeah. not necessarily uh, his fault. Not necessarily his fault, no. But, I mean... Yeah, I, I I, I, thought Lankanen, once he took hold of the starting job two seasons ago, I thought he was really going to emerge as like, oh, maybe he can be an NHL starter. And it uh, doesn't seem that's going to turn out that way. One pl- person that is uh, is being brought up in the chat here is uh, Mark McNeil. Yeah. Yuck. First round pick in 2011.
0: I, Jack Skilley's twin. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I thought Mark McNeil was going to be yes. really good. Uh, Part of why I thought Mark McNeil was going to be really good is because when you would play the NHL video games, uh, (laughs) I I remember playing like NHL like 2012 and 2013 and very quickly Mark Mark McNeil became like an 85 overall and was like my second line center. I'm like, all right. If the video game knows, then yeah. let's see what, what he can do. And I liked he Mark, never uh, never reached that level. I
0: liked Mark McNeil until I saw him skate. And I was like, yeah, this isn't going to work. <laughs> this guy can't skate. And there was another name. Isn't uh, there rumors of Pud with Mark McNeil too? There
1: are many rumors of Pud with yes, Mark McNeil. I don't, yeah. Um, we can just leave it at that.
0: Yes. We need to have a a, a members-only Patreon
1: <laughs> Pudwhackdom series the of shows p- where we can tell these stories. <laughs> the Pudwhackdom podcast. Um, Coming to podmachine.org. The, put, the podcast. The, the podcast. podcast.
2: The
0: podcast. It writes itself. <laughs> the podcast. There you go. On whackcast.com. You know
2: what? It could be a Top Shelf Tuesday. So one of these days is, is the is podcast. The, put, the podcast, And we just go through people that are Puds in the world of hockey.
0: But yeah, Jack Skelly was another guy. just, just going <laughs> to scroll like Chris Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> we're going <gonna, All> right, <laughs> to we're gonna need to clear off the entire CHO schedule because we're going to need like nine hours to just scratch It'll be a marathon there.
3: episode. Yep.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Our draft coverage will have nothing on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a 25 part series. Yes. There you go. <laughs> uh, coming soon. Um,. Another guy that was mentioned earlier that had issues that I really wanted to be good, but then once I saw a play in person, I was kind of like, yeah. Uh, Dylan Olsen, defenseman Dylan Olsen was another guy they were high on. Uh, Was he a first-round pick?
1: First-round, 28th overall.
0: First-round pick in uh, 2009.
1: Uh, Yeah, that one wasn't a great draft either. You got Marcus Kruger. Dylan Olsen, Brandon Peary, Daniel DeLeese. Byron Fraze, Marcus Kruger, David pecan mm, Paul Pecans. Phillips, and David Gilbert. Yeah. It's not not the best. It's Marcus great, Kruger. But, but yeah, not, Kruger. Not
0: um Dylan Olson I thought was wanted to be a I wanted him to be that like offensive minded defenseman. Yeah. And then but he just could not play in his own end. Um but he turned out okay because he was traded to. He became. Was it the Christopher Stieg trade with the Panthers? I believe it was.
1: came from the Maple Leafs?
0: No, we traded him to the Maple Leafs, I thought, for Victor Stahlberg. Verstieg
1: was, was traded.
0: When we got him back, I thought it was Dylan. Mm. Uh, oh, what, the second time? When we got him back, yeah.
2: Mm. We'll I want to say. To it, look it was, at that trade I want to
0: say it was Olsen
2: and somebody Rio. to we'll the see.
0: Panthers for Christopher Stieg.
2: I'm looking. Was Olsen still around in the 2015 uh, season? Hawks got him originally from the Bruins. Right. Okay, Bruins. Uh, then he was traded to the Leafs. It's not giving me any details here, though, on cap friendly. Hmm. Let's see know. here. Stand by. Flyers to Panthers. And then traded from Florida. Here we go. Let's see. Oh, right, here we go. Okay.
0: Florida
2: and, to Chicago. Sorry. Oh, is this a three way trade? Mm. I want to say the Sharks might no. have been involved in that. Okay, no. it was Jimmy Hayes and Dylan Olsen for Chris Verstee oh, yes. and Philippe Lefebvre. Yes, Jimmy Hayes there you are. and Dylan Olsen. Yeah, two guys that
0: we had a lot of high expectations for. Yeah, uh, Jimmy Olsen was one of those guys that was... Jimmy Hayes. Or Jimmy Hayes, yeah, or Jimmy Olsen. Wasn't he the photographer for uh, he, Superman? Superman, yes, uh, yes he was. <laughs> Jimmy Hayes was, you know... One of those guys that you just thought was going to be that power forward and just never had whatever. And, you know, we've learned a lot about him since that might have contributed uh, factors. You know, you could say the same thing. Like now that we know in hindsight, always 2020 about Brian Bickle, how Mm -hmm. that contributed to a disappointing. Well, um, and even you look at a
2: a quick, a quick. Downturn, yeah. Yeah. You look like even like Kyle Beach and Akeem Alou. Right. Who seemed like, well, these guys are going to be power forward studs. I was
0: so excited for the Kyle Beach. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was like, man, this guy is just going to get out. He's going to be like the modern day Eric Lindros. He's just going to get out and score goals and beat people's ass. Yeah. And then... Everybody's like, this guy's a bust, a complete bust, 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 bust. And then you learn what was going on and you're like, well, okay. Uh, right.
1: Yeah. Not necessarily um, on ice issues that were uh, yeah. factors S- same, for. Same thing with Akeem Alou, right. who was a high exactly. draft pick
0: as well. Um, I mean, I think one of the picks, we could talk about happier moments. One of the picks, I think, I know we all wanted to, to succeed here where high on was Tevo Teravainen. Uh, he was. Our I think story. a lot
1: of people universally saw him as like, "Hey, he's a player. He's going to be good." Fortunately,
0: Joe Quinville was not one of those guys. Yeah, really. Uh, and you know, uh,
3: we Speaking had we Bickle. had
0: we had to trade, get rid of yeah Vinen to the Bickle man. That just had that just not happened, Like a year later, you <gasps> might have been able. Just the timing of all that, again. Hindsight, you can't change what it was. You just saw a player that wasn't living up to expectations. You were up against the cap. Carolina knew it, and Carolina put he who should not be named over a barrel.
2: (sighs) Well, maybe if you trade with more than, like, two teams. Well, that too. (laughs) It's still, this still chaps my ass because you're telling me you couldn't find any way to move Brian Bickle without moving Table Vinan to any of the 30 other teams in the league at the time no one would would take less than tavo freaking Taravainen. that is horrible horrible you find a way to make that deal and keep him that's what we talk about when he who shall not be named had no vision beyond the season that was happening at the time yeah it's like maybe this is a guy we want around for the next 10 years i don't know and it should be reminded too like there were a lot of hawks fans that were down on tavo because he didn't come in and like become a point per game guy right away there was a learning curve. There was development. There was all those things and adapting to a new country mm-hmm. right. and all that stuff. And, and you also factor in a Joel Quenville thing.
0: Wanted to make him a bottom six guy. Yeah. Seven minutes a night. I mean, that's just that's square peg, round hole.
2: But with Lucas Reichel, not that they're the same kind of player, but the trajectory could be similar, right? Where you're the first couple of years, you're not like, ah. Oh. Maybe he's not what we thought he was. It takes time, especially for these yeah. European kids to come over and make a difference. Tavo coming from Finland, which is a much more accomplished hockey country than Germany is, where Reichel's At the coming time, from. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, just it's just a, another reminder to have some patience with prospects. Uh, what are yeah, your big I, misses, Mario? I know you're. Well, I just want to. I just want to say
1: that the the, the yeah. and Reichel comparison. I I've I've really thought about that a lot too, and I really hope this front office also sees that and says, hey, like, let's take some time. Let's see, you know, let's see how, how things pan out. And, and having Reichel play the majority of last season in, in Rockford, I think, was a good idea. Um, Tara Vinen, I think, played uh, half a season in Rockford, um, plus a couple extra games, uh, and before making the jump to the NHL. And right when he did... He wasn't like, "Hey, jump off the page, here you go, ready to go." He started to make a name for himself in that 2015 playoff run, and then the next seasons after that or next season after that um, started to look like, hey like we might have we might have a kid here that's going to develop yeah. into something so I think Reichel, the way he plays his his body style his 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 background, um, I think a lot of it looks a lot like what Davo had coming into the league. So I, I, I hope the Blackhawks plan uh, of, of taking some patience with Reichel is, is in motion. Obviously we saw it last year. I think now is the year where, uh, and we, we talked about this um, last week. Now I think it, this season is the year where it's like, okay, he can play the majority of the year or all of the year in the NHL and take that next step. And then hopefully, in the next season after this upcoming season, we see a legit top yeah. six NHL forward, young guy who's like got the right trajectory going.
2: Chandles uh, well, in the chat says he honestly feels like the Bickle trade was the worst of the he who shall not be named tenure. I. That, there's a lot, yeah, them, there's that, a lot of them. but lot of them. That, that is the one that real really hard. stings it's, the most.
0: It's it's in the team photo. That's for sure. As far as the worst, that one. Yeah. That yeah. one's bad. I think the Phil DeNo. I think Philip DeNo is worse. Worse, just because. Yeah, you literally got nothing for that. I I understand the Bickle was it was cap related. You needed to cap space. Um, so so d- he, the
1: Deneau trade wasn't. It was there, it a deadline was a, deal. To it wasn't cap space. Stiffs, it was yeah,
0: absolute stiffs in Thomas Fleischman and Dale Dale Weiss because two bums.
2: Q needed his veteran presence. And both of those guys were uh, Fleischman was Fleischman fine. was decent, Weiss awful.
1: Yeah, it awful. was a waste. And it was choosing a, a, a battered Marcus Kruger over a younger version of Marcus Kruger and who a player now, who infilled... it yeah now a player in Phil Deneau who's. Good, who's much higher of a ceiling than Marcus Kruger ever had. So yeah, yeah, yeah I tough. would
0: rank the, the that's probably deal the worst worse one. than the Bickle deal, but they're they're It's they're, never. Yeah. They're, it's, you, it's a photo you, finish. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's, it's real bad. Um, Jay, I, you asked me about people that I've missed on. I'm going to go with a more recent draft. I'm going to go with, oh, cause you're like 16. Thank you. Uh, I'm <laughs> going to go when you were alive for with the, uh, the 2017 draft. Um, it's not a good I one. fell in love with uh, fourth round pick Tim Soderlund, and I liked his game. He was a he's a un, he was an is an undersized forward, but played a a, a two way game, energy guy. Uh, made a name for himself at the World Juniors, I think in 2018. I want to say with Sweden, uh, was getting a lot of comparisons to Victor Arvidsson at the time, who I think. Uh, is one of the more underrated players in the NHL, and I was like, "Oh, okay. Like, if he could be Victor Arvidsson, that'd be great. I would love to have uh, a player like that come out of the fourth round for the Blackhawks." And um, didn't turn out that way. No, he I, and correct me if I'm wrong. I believe he was part of the Duncan Keith trade. Was he not? I believe you are correct. I think he and was a went, minor part went, of the Duncan and then went Keith back trade to. Uh Sweden. I don't think
2: he played for the Oilers. Uh, he played seven games for the Bakersfield Condors in twenty one twenty two, and then Wichita went Thunder of the ECHL. Sweden, and then Jur
1: Gardens in, in Sweden. Yeah. Yep. So he
0: had a couple of. He looked. He had flashes in Rockford. Mm-hmm. He was. That, I thought he that, was. I, I thought he, he was, was going to figure it out. He was a good skater. He, was, he had some speed. He was that energy guy. Yeah, That guy go out there and hit somebody. Yeah, I thought he had. A, I thought he had an NHL. A shot at an NHL future yeah, as well
1: And it uh, didn't turn out that way So that was, that was one player that I was, I was Really uh, thought was going to be something Turned out to be nothing Another uh, one is uh, I thought man I, th- I thought Chad Chris was going to be someone too He was a second round pick in 2016 yeah. And he You know he was he, he was I think cut from two Team USA uh, camps the world juniors so he was like on the cusp of being a, a a team usa world juniors player um but never you know never uh never played at that level for 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 that team was also cut with alex DeBrinket, so i thought hey alex brinkett turned into something maybe that's maybe that got, team uh, drafted
0: six picks apart yeah together in th- the same draft thought
1: maybe that team didn't know what they were doing but um yeah i thought chad chris was really going to be something yeah not, never not turned not the there. never turned the corner as as that offensive defenseman and he was and, always,
0: uh, always hurt. Which is a problem.
1: Yeah, injuries, injuries when did you're a uh, hockey player derail and him. Can't stay on the ice. You're not yeah. gonna go far. Yeah, and he turned into uh, Curtis Gabriel. Yes, who's a who's a great, great person. Not really gonna play with the Blackhawks no. ever. Is he still a free agent? I believe
2: so. Yes. Yeah. I wouldn't. Um, it's like Calvin Hahn. Come on, sign somewhere so we can get you on yeah, Phil Kessel. Right. right. Yeah. Um, Someone mentioned
0: Graham Not. Uh, I was hope we were not going to talk about it. Not him. <laughs> mention that again. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, he was our second round he pick in 2015. Pick. But the first pick for the Hawks that was one of the drafts they didn't have. I'm not. Don't remember why we didn't have a pick that d- draft. Was that the uh, in 15? Yeah, was that that was
1: the Vermet trade?
0: That's right. It was right? the Verm- Yeah, you are correct. Um, yeah, Graham Knott was that. Another guy who I was like, oh, he's got some size. Maybe he'll be something. And then saw him skate and was like, yeah, no.
2: Yeah, he was. <laughs> that whole skating thing's an issue. He, he, had,
1: he had size. He had size, but he was like. I don't like to use this term for people who play professional hockey, and I do not. But he just was soft. Like, he was, he was a big kid. Yeah. Kind of hunchy and just wasn't physical. And I, I just – I don't know. Yeah. I, I thought he was I, – I thought he may have something there. But, yeah, like you said, when you, when you start to watch him play more and more and you're like, yeah, not a second-round pick.
0: Well, you want to talk about a garbage draft. 2015, you're coming off winning Real the Stanley Cup. bad. Bad. Only 25 games of NHL experience in that draft, and all of them them came from from Dennis Dennis Gilbert. Gilbert, Not all those 25 games were with the Hawks. I think he played a few with Colorado. A few with Colorado. Uh, Yeah, after it's Graham Knott, Dennis Gilbert, Ryan Shea, Radovan Bondra, Roy Radke,
2: Yoni Yoni Tuola, and and John John Dahlstrom.
0: Dahlstrom. Tuola, I thought, had a shot. For, he, he, had was, he, he was had decent a, with the Ice hockey. He had a decent showing with Rockford. But not an NHL skate. Again, not a skater. Uh, no. Snuggerud is mentioned. Luke Snuggerud is a guy who I thought He, concussion. A, yeah. That, the, his is more of, uh, was it Michael Lambis that ended his... That, sound, his that sounds right. It was either Michael Lambus or Cody McLeod. One of those two. One of those one AHL, of those AHL ruffians, heads. yeah. One of those two <laughs> knuckle-draggers ended his career with a, sh- with a shoulder yeah. to the skull. Um, I I, I like Luke's Luke's That that's a hockey big hockey family up in. He was starting Minnesota. to come. He was starting to come up too.
1: He was starting I think to get healthy. Play, I he think was starting to come up and then
0: in Europe now. But concussion. Just yeah. Uh, yeah, he's from Eden Prairie, Wisconsin or Eden Prairie, Minnesota. Minnesota, uh, which also. Nick Letty. I thought he was going to be a Nick Letty type defenseman
1: cousin Jimmy Snuggerud was a uh, was a top top draft. Yeah, the
0: Snuggerud's are big in Minnesota a couple. I think they're both of their dads the Dave Snuggerud played in the NHL briefly. Yeah, Um, they're they're a big uh, high school hockey family up there. So I thought real big in Sheboygan. Yes, (laughs) I like that uh, (laughs) with Johnsonville brats. yeah, I thought Snookeroo was going to be like a Nick Letty type of guy. It yeah. might have been, but that's a guy that wasn't necessarily his performance. just the fact that some giant Neanderthal tried to kill him.
2: Yeah. yeah. We got a $2 super chat from Brandon. He says, uh, check out the Steve Dangle Andrew Shaw trade tree. We will do that. It's uh, pretty interesting. All those trade trees are really cool. Yeah. Those the are, Shaw trade those worked out Those get pretty, pretty in-depth.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, the Shaw trade eventually turned into Kevin Krasinski because <laughs> – Alex DeBrinket was one oh, of those right, picks right. we got from mm-hmm. the, uh, from uh, Montreal. Montreal um, yeah. was
1: was DeBrinket and Chris both of those picks because it was two second rounds for Shaw, right? Um, was it Chris or was it the Kamenoff trade? Oh yeah, you're right. I think, Ar- I think Chris Khayimov.
0: at 45 was the Hawks' yeah. own pick, and then the, the it was sandwiched in between.
1: Kayumov was, yeah. was yeah was the other one. You're right. You're right. Yeah.
0: yeah that, uh, I mean, the, someone mentioned goalies. The Hawks don't have a good goalie track record in the draft.
1: No, not since Corey uh, Crawford.
0: Right. Um, there was a guy, we talked about his draft class earlier, I thought was going to. Uh, first round pick, Adam Monroe. Um,
3: <laughs> There's a drafted name. Drafted
0: after Tiamo Rutu in that 01 draft. I was like, yeah, this guy might be something. And they uh, took another goalie in that same draft. Craig Anderson was taken in the third round. Well, that worked much- out. The much, well, not so much for the Hawks, but it worked out for yeah, he was Anderson. Good. Craig Anderson. Yeah. Was Him good... and
2: Layton were like a tandem for the Hawks for a while. Yep. Uh, that was one of the ones I was right about. I, I Not that Michael Layton was ever like a world beater, but he was a good goalie for a long time, and he kind of had, when it was Anderson Layton splitting time for that Hawks team, I thought he was the better of the two. I was wrong about that. Layton was, I would say, like Layton had a better short-term where Anderson had a better long term, like I think still playing. I think right. I think Leighton's <laughs> ceiling was higher. Yeah, just for that, but it was a really brief time, and then Anderson was obviously you know better overall.
1: Michael Leighton led in the uh, overtime win yeah. in Game Six of twenty ten. Thank you, Michael Leighton. We salute you for that. <laughs> All right, and then set the, the AHL career wins record with
2: the Ice Hogs. Yeah. So hey. Long time, pick, consistent. Pick one.
1: Guy. <laughs> Which one would you rather? Have? <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, there's so there's two guys I want to mention here. One just for the picture. Um, first is defenseman Steve McCarthy, who I thought was going to be an absolute stud defenseman. 1999, 23rd overall pick. wore number five. Good looking kid. Good talker. But from what I from what I could f- figure out, a bit of a head case. Mm. Just couldn't like get the NHL life, not that he was, I don't want to mislead people. It wasn't like a drinking prom or a drink. It was just like, it was a b- overwhelming for him, and he mm-hmm. never really took that next step in his career. The other one, 2011th overall pick, the very handsome Pavel Baro- Vorobiev. Before there was Patrick Sharp, there was Oof. Pavel Baro- There Baro-Beef. was one Yeesh. Pavel Varobiev and one eyebrow <laughs> from Pavel vorobiev <laughs> It is brutal that, that is that is that's not even a, a U- russian that, hockey player that
0: looks like a headband like it goes all the way around his head like it doesn't stop
2: anywhere <laughs> if you're watching on youtube we're very very sorry uh but here <laughs> so is not a i went shot. back and looked at this <laughs> this it is looks a looks team like, photo it looks like
0: the live version of boris
2: from uh uh rocky and bullwinkle <laughs> so pavel Voroviev, 11th overall pick played where'd it go i lost my thing here sorry He played, let's see, 57 NHL games and had 25 points. That is not, like, a horrible output. Played for the Hawks in 03-04, four points in 18 games. Next two seasons in Norfolk. Put up decent numbers. Then next season, uh, 39 games with the Hawks, 21 points. Then went back to Russia. And that was it. Your 11th overall pick. And he, like a bit of a power forward, kind of a tweener, a bit like Daze-esque. Like he wasn't real physical by any means, but had better numbers in the NHL than I expected. But I think he just was like, screw this. I don't want to be part of this thing. I'm going back to Russia. (laughs) And did and had a long career and finally ended his career in 2017-18 in the EIHL for the Edinburgh Capitals. That's England. England. Yeah. Yep. Interesting. Played in the KHL until 2013-14. Col- uh, Colby
1: played in the EIHL, and I want to ask him about that experience one day. What was it like playing in England, playing ice hockey, which I can't imagine that that it's is. like having tea in your Gatorade bottle. <laughs> yeah, like it's, right? It's <laughs> some <laughs> Earl Grey instead of BioSteel. like
3: playing
0: soccer
1: in America. Hey, we got the, the CHGO fire guys, fire guys here. We can, um, we can ask them about that.
0: Back to uh, our buddy Pavel there. You know who he looks like? Remember that Simpsons Halloween episode where Hugo was in the uh, was in the <laughs> attic? Yeah, uh, it was in the attic. It was Bart's like evil twin. Yes, he looks like the Hugo version of <laughs> Alex Ovechkin. If Alex Ovechkin <laughs> had an evil twin, <laughs> yes, locked in does. somebody's attic for twenty years, that's who it is. Yes,
2: <laughs> accurate. He's yes. Hugo Ovechkin. <laughs> that is accurate. That's good. All right, well, that was a fun uh, Top Shelf Tuesday show. One I hope you guys guy. enjoyed it. Oh, yeah, like, sorry, sorry. A second. That, I got a last thing, too. Go ahead. Okay, all right.
0: John Hayden was supposed to be oh. an NHL star. Man, God, you talk I, about, he looked like he was I the thought part. he was
2: going to be a stud. Oh, he's got the hair and the look and the, like, yep. That guy looked like a bona fide superstar.
0: I, that, was, that was an NHL player. Pers- that was like if you... Built a guy on NHL for be a pro would mm-hmm. be John Hayden, and just so
1: disappointing. Power forward guy, physical, big, looked like Michael Kopech, uh, had some flow. Like,
2: Where is he now? Really, you know? uh, Hayden he is, HL last somewhere. I knew, he was with the Devils. Is he still with the Devils? He was on the Sabres last year for 55 oh. games. He is a Kraken yeah, oh, there you See, go. Everybody's going to Seattle. Everybody's every going to Seattle. Yeah. Thirty-five points in two hundred and forty games—that is almost unreal. When you look at like the—he just lo- like you said—looks the part of a hockey player. Did he? He's got all the Team physical USA? tools. Not, decent skater. I just think he doesn't have hands. I mean, not literally. He has hands. He has hands, but <laughs> he has hands he and he uses them to punch. They just don't work well. Yeah. Warren, he was the, he, he's uh, the Jim Abbott of hockey players. I'm so... Was he <laughs> on the, like... <laughs> but did you see the one-armed kid hit a home run in Little League? No. I saw a video pa- uh, it passed on uh, TikTok this morning. I saw this that on TikTok, He's too. a right-hander. You can't tell that his, his right hand... Wait, no. Left yeah. hand? Yeah, right I'm here. lefty, so it's hard for me to think that way. So, yeah, his right... He does not have a right hand.
1: But so he's he just batting one hand, and just back-handed? one-handedly crushes wow. a bomb. That was awesome. That's That's awesome. I'll see if I can find it. It was very
2: cool. That's awesome. Anyway, you to, after John Hayden, anybody else you got to mention?
1: Oh, I was going to do a quick little thing. Out of the last three drafts, so 22, 21, 20, who's one player that, let's say, not Lucas Reichel, not Frank Nazar and, and, and the like, who's one player that you're going to put your name on and say this guy makes it? Oh, I like this.
2: Uh, can I use this year's draft? Yes. Samuel Savoie. That's
0: your guy. That's my that's guy. guy. That's your guy. That's
2: my guy. He w- Look, when you go to development camp, you notice some people and there's some you don't. Mm-hmm. And every time I looked up, Samuel Savoie was doing something and being noticeable. So that's yeah. my guy. There
1: you go.
0: Uh, okay. Okay. I'm going to stick with my guy that I've, I've fawned over before. Uh, Isaac Phillips, fifth rounder in 2020. There I think go. he's going to be pretty good. Uh, though that 2021 draft class might turn out to be decent.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go to the 2021 class. And I'm going to go with the very last pick the Blackhawks made, Jalen Lipen. Yeah, that was good. I, yeah. I, th- I think they, they got a player there. He's all, I mean, how many seventh round picks the year after they're drafted sign their ELC?
0: I mean, how many seventh lot. round picks sign ELCs, period? Not a lot. Not a lot. I think do, I think who, the Blackhawks exactly. really
1: really have a a a, who play, a player with the Lichen, last draft Lipen.
0: Pick, he who shall not be named ever made <laughs> might be one of his best. Might
1: be one of his better
0: considering where it was made and what you might
1: get out of, of it. One of his better yeah. finds, yeah. So yeah, I think I think they got a player with, with, with Lipen. We'll see what happens. That last
0: draft class might not be terrible because you got Lypin, you've got Del Mastro, who we've talked about. Delastro, Doc Allen, Allen
1: Lypin, Sternborg. Sternborg, yeah. Uh, Connor Kelly is, is Connor a, Kelly, a yeah. He was with he was with the Team USA camp again. Tage Harding, another. He's a project, but yes, yeah. But that that's a that's might not that, that class has a lot of potential. It's crazy to think. That the last he entire draft class out,
0: outside of that first gets, round
1: pick, it's like, Oh, he figured it out. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, bye. The, well, no,
0: see, <laughs> the issue is though, even if he like figured out how to draft guys, he still has no clue how to develop it. It's like true. going to the store, being able to buy the ingredients to make the world's greatest shepherd's pie, and then just making crap,
2: <laughs> and not true. knowing how to cook it, and mixing those ingredients. Yeah, that's what matters. All right, before we wrap up, PointsBet Sportsbook is counting down the days until football season with a new offer every day until the season kicks off. From now until September 8th, PointsBet Power Hour will unlock a new daily offer from noon to 1 p.m. Central. Love that Power Hour. Yeah, it's great. Right while we're on the air. Or right when we're off the air, rather, noon to one PM Central. Right when we're off. Sign up for Points Bet now using the code CHGO to also get risk-free bets up to two thousand dollars. Don't miss out on your chance to get daily access to free bets, boosted odds, and so much more now through September eighth. Download the Points Bet app today and use code CHGO to take advantage of this limited time offer. Don't just bet. Live your bet life with Points Bet. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. All right. Thanks, everybody, for joining us on this Top Shelf Tuesday. We appreciated it. Uh, Chuckle Mucko says Pavel Vorobiev has an interesting Wikipedia page. I will be checking that out after the show today. Well, check that out as well. We will check that out. I will check it out, yeah. (laughs) All right. Join us tomorrow at 11 a.m. right here on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. Thanks to Sarah for producing the show today. For Mario and Greg, I'm Jay. We'll talk to you tomorrow on a CHGO Blackhawks podcast.